This is The Straight Dope, episode 15, Science, Industry, and Lighting the Roof on Fire. Let's get to it. I told you I'd have John on to talk about something, and we will, but it dawned on me this weekend that I needed to talk about a couple things based on the last few episodes that happened that cracked me up. The first one is like science, industry, and innovation. There's a big push to always market things as scientific, and science just describes the way the world is with or without people. So it's cool, you discover new things, but a lot of times the scientists are just describing the way things are, and that leads the way towards industry and innovation, i.e., okay, they figured this cool shit out, how do we use it? That's the realm in shooting that I'm trying to occupy. I'm not really conducting real experiments like Brian Litz's and other ballisticians or physicists and so on and so forth. I mean, shooting is kind of a Stone Age hobby, and we're like cavemen out there. So the idea that people are conducting like hard science on this stuff sometimes makes me want to vomit a little bit, but it's cool to take some data and apply some of that research towards how are we going to use it. The industry tends to take that stuff and do the same thing over and over and over. And, I mean, we, we're basically playing with blow darts, right? Like cavemen or, or indigenous tribes around the equator. They got their blow darts and we got fancy blow darts. But we're just shooting little things, you know, far and accurate to the best of our ability. So it's not often that big leaps and bounds seem to come in and... That's still the case with the actual technology that we're using. Nonetheless, on the internet, everybody tries to come up with their twist or bent on things. I I was looking up the Jackmaster Windrose that I had told you guys about. And on that thread and other threads that I found as spinoffs of that is everybody in their grandma's version of that type of Windrose. And, And that's something that I don't understand. This guy came up with this really cool tool and he wants people to go out and apply it. And then instead of taking the time to go to the range and actually apply and learn how to use it, people spend all their time on the computer trying to come up with a tweak where they say, oh, I, I improved it. You know, like at some point, you can't improve the wheel a whole lot more, at least not everybody. And the leaps and bounds are probably going to be pretty minor. So when I see threads of people coming up with their version of a windrose, I wonder how good of a shooter they are because they're spending all their time trying to change somebody's helpful tool rather than getting comfortable with it and getting to use it. I see the same thing with the craft targets. You know, like, I drew this target, I did this, but they don't know how to analyze it. They don't know what they're doing, and they still suck at shooting, but they got really good at power, you know, making PowerPoint circles and squares. But I really like the idea that the people who want to get better in shooting take what's out there and then apply it towards their skill level. And we should be measuring skill level, not, you know, how I came up with a better windrose or how I came up with a better paper target. Remember, the point's not to make a paper target or a windrose. It's to shoot your bullets more accurately and precisely at whatever you're shooting at. And and if you're doing everything that you can to avoid going to the range you're never going to become a better shooter. So that's the science and innovation, which leads me to a a piece of equipment that 
I've been screwing around with, and I haven't talked much, but I've been thinking about it. And then I realized, fuck it, let's burn the roof. I've never tested this, but there's a piece of equipment out there that I think is going to change team matches and hunting guide trips and other applications the second the community starts talking about it. And we are going to talk about it right now. I've done a lot of team matches, the Sniper Adventure Challenge, the Burris Team Challenge, the Team Safari. I'm going to do the Team Hunter soon, and I think it's really cool. One of the hardest things in team matches is communication, and that's the case in, in essentially any walk of life. Communicating something between people can be tricky. With shooters, you know, this might sound familiar. Shooter, by eye, go to something obvious. From there, go to the right or to the left at this clock angle, down to this, measure this, X, contact, Y, contact. And then the shooter describes, I've got a bush with an ipsic at 3 o'clock, and there's something or other next to it, contact, yes, whatever. And that process takes quite a while, and it could be very confusing. I've seen teams as an RO at those events, get into serious fights to the point where they had to leave the match because they couldn't communicate precisely where the targets they were trying to find are. By the bush. What bush? Oh, I see it. Shoot. Miss. Wrong one by the wrong bush. And so on and so forth. I imagine, as a hunting guide, telling somebody, see, you know, shooter, by eye. See the large rock there below the summit that looks like an M. Yes down from that large rock at 8 o'clock, about three finger widths, there's a bull. And slowly but surely, they're trying to find their way from what one person sees to the target they're trying to describe, describing things back and forth, back and forth. Well, in most scenarios, time is relevant. In the hunting scenario, you don't have a clock, but that clock is the animal choosing whether or not to move sounds or something or other causing something to happen. So time is definitely an issue when you're hunting. Time is an issue on these team matches. And so team matches tend to have longer time hacks because the communication part breaks down, requiring those teams to take more time to find the targets, talk each other on, and get the shooting done. Here's the thing. You've all played Battleship, probably. You've all done things with X, Y coordinates. Well, I have a big background that involves the ability to use a map and compass. Cool thing about map and compasses, regardless of the system that you use to measure around, there's a lot of technology and innovation that allows us to get from one point to another relatively accurately. Now, technology gets a little bit ahead of itself. Um, I don't know if you know Snipe Dust, but we were chatting about this before I decided to record the podcast. But, you know, he said, like, you know, you get on your cell phone and you order fast food through an app to either pick up or get delivered. And you're using this fancy technology with all these cool applications. The problem is it, you know, it might take you 20 minutes to go get it, but it takes you an hour to order it on your phone and then have it delivered. So the idea that it's fast is now gone. 
And so you've got all these fancy tricks, but you're not really accomplishing a whole lot other than maybe you get to sit on your couch for an extra 40 minutes and you can probably use the exercise going to your car anyway. Nonetheless, the Sig Sauer 10K Binos and the 8K have a built-in compass. Now, this is significant because a compass provides you with a Y-axis system of measurement. What I mean by that is... When you look around you in 360 degrees, a compass is telling you each degree, right? These degrees are related to minutes of angle, but you in, in 360 degrees around you. So if I say turn with a compass to 180 degrees, you're facing south. But more specifically, there's only one 180 degrees from where you are. There's only 190. There's only one 270. So if I tell you as my partner, turn to 300 degrees, there is a vertical line, and on that vertical line, that vertical line fills up that degree. But what's cool is that in the three-dimensional space that we occupy on the ground, this would be different from space, along that line, there is only one distance as you go from where you are out. So if you were able to combine the angle, the azimuth, the bearing, whatever you want to call it, depending on your background, whether you're a seaman or a grunt in the army or a pilot or whatever, the the angle that you are from north, 1 through 360, right? It's going to get bigger to your right until it drops to zero. It's going to get smaller to your left. If I told you at 100 degrees and 500 yards, there's a target, that is a very pinpoint X, Y axis system of measurement. So if your compass with a laser rangefinder spins you to 100 degrees and you ping the ground and it's short of that, you look up. If it's farther from that, you look down in that vertical line. And now the line essentially gives you the range, gives you the X axis. So a laser rangefinder can tell you precisely with two units exactly where the target is. If I say shooter, 370 degrees, or 370, <laughs> 323 degrees, 400 yards. The shooter turns to 323 degrees and range finds out to 400 yards and they will be looking precisely at their target. There's no by eye go here by you could say like you know look that direction it's at it's at uh, ninety two degrees and it's at seven seven hundred yards you write down ninety two degrees seven hundred yards you get on glass or if there was a compass in the um, actual rifle scope they just point it there and and they would be able to find it but I think that a good team using the Sig ten Ks could shoot a hunter stage faster than an individual could because now you have two people finding targets and those two people finding targets communicate those two coordinates of the precise target location get down their dope one gets on their rifle bang 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 the other one gets on their rifle bang 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 the first one's able to communicate a wind call and there's no fishing around i didn't i can't find the target i don't know where it is and Playing around with the 10Ks, I realized immediately that for a team match or for a hunting guide, this is a priceless piece of equipment because you've literally given yourself minutes 
of an advantage. And in those minutes, you can communicate or get stuff to get a better wind call rather than losing targets. And there was a couple times where I saw with my binoculars my specific target, but I, but I wasn't able to, to, to find it because they were camouflaged this weekend back on glass without, um, you know, within the time frame. And had I had one of those, I would have been able to at least walk myself in. So if there was a heads-up display on a scope with the compass angle, that would be awesome. Instead, people are coming out with fancy binoculars that have applied ballistics solvers and all sorts of you know fancy gadgetry that you really can't efficiently or effectively use. So now you've got these things that are very expensive, but they're functioning like those mobile food ordering things where now you've got all these bells and whistles, but it's slowing you down and it's actually making you less effective in the field. But it does all this awesome stuff. But essentially what you're doing is taking a Tesla back to the 90s and there's no infrastructure to allow you to charge it or repair it or do anything fancy. The technology's a little bit ahead of the time. Some of you are going to say, oh yeah, you can get the Garmin watch and sync it and do all this. You've, you've got essentially a hard, I always do hard data on a note card, right? So you've got a 15 cent option or you've got a you know, four or $5,000 option that does the same thing and isn't dependent on batteries. Right now, the technology is not providing the user end experience with an outlet that allows you to capitalize on it. Now, we might, we might come up with one, like, oh, you got to have all this tech and then we're going to do, you know, all this fancy stuff with all this tech. And people seem like they do some of those things with night vision and thermals, but that, that's a little bit more like LARPing than, than, than what those things were equipped for. But this particular function itself is the end of miscommunication at team matches. And, you, and, and I don't think people were connecting A and B because you have to toggle down to the compass. But if, if the heads-up display, so I'm talking to whoever it is at Sig Sauer that has the ability to change something. But if you put the compass on the heads-up display where you get your laser, where you get your range, if it gave you your range and the azimuth, you will revolutionize spotter-shooter interactions forever. Like this will be the point where team matches have to change forever because what makes them hard is communicating whatever it is between one another. And now you've boiled it down to an azimuth and a distance. And that person can laser beam exactly to that pinpoint. If this doesn't 100% change the Vortex Sniper Challenge, the Team Safari, the Burris Team Challenge, the Hunter Team Matches, I will be extremely surprised because that in itself will pay for itself the first time a team wins it and is able to take something of that value off the prize table. And I guarantee that's going to do that. Now, I don't have a pair. I mentioned it to SIG, but you know they're a big company and I'm a nobody. Uh, it would be pretty cool because I think I'm going to sell a lot of these units to people as people start to talk about this um, XY coordinate system. Then every other Facebooker and Instagrammer and blogger is going to say, oh, here's this new technique that you can use to find a target with a 
azimuth and a distance. But what I encourage you guys to do is not reinvent the wheel here because, you know, land navigating with a map and compass has been happening for a very long time. It's just saying, here's the shit that we're good at doing already. Let's find, you know, this is an application that isn't very hard to do. You can't really take a, a regular compass out around a lot of metal without influencing the magnetic field. So you got to have this digital component to do that well. But here we have these parts that haven't really been married for that application. People are scratching their heads why they can't get on target or communicate. And yet, you know, all we have to do is take these things that are already developed, put them together. And one of the biggest problems that these matches is solved. I mean, it, it would be as revolutionary as some of the, the government gadgets that give shooters their wind call. When that hits the market, it'll revolutionize some shooting because now wind's not an issue. This will revolutionize team matches because communicating a target's location will become a non-issue. And it's right at your fingertips. All you have to do is buy it. I don't have a pair but I would like to prove the concept at a team match. If I can get two pairs so that my partner and I can do that, I would love to, and I guarantee we'll do well because that's the name of the game with team matches, finding, locating, ranging, and engaging targets. And now miscommunication is gone. So that's burning the roof. This podcast doesn't have any sort of sponsorships, so... I basically uh, am giving props to Sig Sauer for free. That's okay, because we're trying to make a better world for shooters, which means better, smarter, more effective shooters. The way you're going to do that is go apply it. Don't try to come up with fancy you know, stuff. Get good at putting a bullet where you intend it, which means practicing with it. You won't be quick at doing that if you don't practice a little bit and get used to how to use the devices. But in the end, you have to be able to shoot well to hit a target anyway. So keep going to riflecraft.com. If you want to support this podcast and future podcasts, please subscribe to riflecraft at riflecraft.com. And for the price of a beer or two, I'm sure that once you walk the prize table because of this trick, you'll have earned more uh, than that. It would be really cool to support that. And, um, you know, until the podcast can get sponsors uh, to help produce it, you know, we're just going to be pumping out roof burning ideas because that's how we make a better, more exciting shooting world. And that's why we're all listening to this and trying to come up with ways and ideas to share to one another. If you're able to test this at a match with a partner before I can, I would love to hear about it. It would be pretty cool if you shared that you got the idea from me. But, you know, some of you will probably post, hey, I came up with this awesome trick on, you know, wherever you post stuff. And we'll all know. So let's see what happens. But again, if you like the podcast, like, share, subscribe, do whatever you can to spread the number of listeners. The more listeners, the more education, the more progress, the more feedback, and the cooler the future becomes, right? We don't want to hold back. We want to grow forward. And again, help by subscribing to Riflecraft, logging your targets. It gives you analytics. It tells you 
how you suck at shooting and how if you want to be better, you can put in the work to get better at a faster rate. You're going to have to put in work because that's reality. And we all like to, you know, take a diet pill and pretend it's giving us abs. But in the end, you know, you got to put in a little bit of work to get better. So go out there and do it. Hopefully pretty soon uh, I'll have that John Pinch interview. And if not, I'm going to record another podcast here pretty shortly. That is the uh, wind medium spicy factor, which will include a little bit next level win. But in the meantime, reach out to Sig Sauer. Tell them I came up with this idea that gives them the advantage in this market because they have these pieces of equipment that do two amazing things that they need to be married together and then distributed like that. They could leave the AB out of it because that doesn't really do much for us. But the distance direction is everything. I'm excited to get some. I don't have them yet. Um, and uh, But if I do, I'm going to need two pairs, and I'll keep you posted on it. And in the meantime, uh, get after it. If you didn't like this, thanks for listening. But I know.